You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. Everybody, welcome into another exciting episode of the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. Safe space for all you foul mouth fantasy players out there. Still sick. It's King Josh, Josh the King, Fantasy Fish. How's it going? Still sick, I heard. Yeah, still sick. Still fucking. I don't know if it's. I mean, who knows? I'm probably fucking dying for all I know. But who knows what I've been exposed to with my horrible fantasy football team just killing me, hurting my feelings. True. They made you sick. You know what's funny? I mean, I might be an old man yelling at clouds, and I don't like change. But I don't like change. Like, you know, you get become a creature habit. You know, you like your things, and you don't want things to ever change. Because, like, like, for instance, there's a restaurant in town, one of my favorite spots. Unfortunately, they're closing because, you know, COVID was tough for them for two years. They're a small, like, sit-down restaurant. Outstanding burgers, great cocktails. But they're closing because, like, for the last two years when they were, you know, to-go orders only, it was killing them, so they sold their property. They're bringing in another fast, like some fucking. I think actually, I think it's like Chick Fil A is taking it over. Which I like Chick Fil A, but I like my little spot. You know, <laughs> like I like my my little restaurant that I'd go and eat at. Yeah. You know, just really bums me out. And uh, I actually had dinner there last night. And unfortunately, since they're closing here in like two weeks, they didn't order all their stuff that they normally do. So they were out of like everything and it's really just sad although they did tell me that they're planning on relocating they decided oh that'd be cool yeah with the big like outpour of support from the community like they've been very busy lately so the owners now had a change of heart and's like nah fuck it let's open up another location which i am on board for but the reason why oh go ahead i was gonna ask you a question but go ahead no no what's your question did what did you order there? Did you always order the same thing, or did you? No, order actually, different? surprisingly, I I mean, I usually always got a cheeseburger there because they made outstanding cheeseburgers, and who doesn't like a good burger? Burgers are fucking fantastic. But then, um, their owner was, uh, he's actually it's it's so funny that they make great burgers, but he's like an old Japanese man, and he's an outstanding sushi chef. So they did crazy good sushi. And they did like American hipster, like bar food, like burgers, French fries, sandwiches and things like that. So, I mean, it kind of depended on the mood. Like if I wanted sushi, I'd get some sushi. If I wanted a burger, I'd get a burger. So, Dude, I, I love restaurants like that. I know a lot of people hate on it because they're like, oh, you can only specialize in one thing. It's like bullshit. You can find people that are good at everything yeah. and you can bring them together. There's one out where I live. It's not that close, but it does. This, it's almost the same exact thing. It's sit down restaurant. So it's, it's kind of nice. Um. You know, I wouldn't say it's fancy or super expensive, but it's not like cheap food. And they sell burgers, they sell macaroni and cheese, and and sushi. And it, they're really good at both of them, so it works. And it's nice to go there with people because then everybody can get whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, well, like what happened was this guy. He was a like I said, he's an old Japanese man who uh, moved up out here and opened up a sushi restaurant. It did great, so he opened up a second location. Was doing only sushi. But it wasn't doing quite as well. And then uh, his son was born here in America, who was like, 
dad, we live in a meat and potatoes kind of town. Like we should make good burgers, good sandwiches, you know, make, make diner foods. Like they did outstanding breakfast and brunch. He's like, let's make good burgers and sandwiches too. They started doing that. Mm -hmm. And then the second location was crushing their first location, you know, and we're doing it there also. Yeah. And, and and yeah, like I, and I get what you're saying. People are like, well, how can you do like American style food and sushi? Those are two vastly different things, but no, fuck you. If you're, if you're a talented chef and you hire a good second chef or a sous chef, you can do both. Or you could have more than one chef, you know, like just employ a sushi person that's good at their job or employ a burger person who's good at their job. The reason I ask about what you ordered is because you said you don't like change and I'm a creature of habit and I, oh, I almost everywhere I go, I always order like the same things. I find yeah. something I like and I just stick to it. Right. I, I generally do that too, where it's like, cause like, even though like there's actually, it's funny, there's another restaurant that we like to, to frequent sometimes and they have like the best, um, like pot, like seafood pasta. And I always order that every time. And I'm always like, Oh, I should get this instead. But then I chicken out and get the seat because I know I like it. It's kind of pricey. So it's like I want to enjoy my meal and know I'm going to like what I ordered. So I'm just going to order yeah. the same thing. No, but but at that spot, like I said, if I'm in the mood for sushi, I get sushi. If I want to get a burger, they have like two or three burgers I would rotate between every time I'd go because I just nice. I like. The That's burgers. always good. At least there's a, there, you know, it's a good restaurant when there is a variety that you could like because i do like there are different things i get at different restaurants but it's you i don't i don't often try something that new unless i've like never been to the place yeah well that yeah usually i find something i like and i'm like that's it uh my special lady always laughs at me because every time we go somewhere new i always or like if i don't see anything on the menu i'm too like thrilled about i always order like the cheeseburger from them because i like cheese because i'm like i like cheese they're hard it's hard to screw up a cheeseburger i like cheeseburgers you know it's like yeah this is true fucking meat meat on a bun with some cheese and some veggies it's pretty good you know can't really fuck that up yeah it is but part yeah, of the reason i, why I went to a the... restaurant good i was gonna say i went to a restaurant recently and i always got the it was a mexican restaurant I always got carne asada and they do it mm-hmm. good. They have the skirt steak. They they flatten it out. They season it really well, and it's got like you know huge ass portions. And I this last time I went, I ordered a chicken cilantro, and it was good. But man, I'll tell you what, I really <laughs> should have ordered carne the carne asada. asada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just because that's just you like what you like. Yeah, you know, like I'm old. I, I just I, I like what I like. But the reason this kind of brings me to my second point. So in our home league. We recently made the change to we're now going to be a keeper league. It's only one keeper. We do we do baby steps in that league. That league, that league is so slow. It's so hard to make changes in that league because we've been doing it for so long and none of us trust each other. We all hate each other very much. <laughs> and we're just getting older and more grumpy. Exactly. But we so we made the change to to um a keeper league. And now we're also allowing next year's draft picks on the table, which I actually have mixed feelings about because we're a redraft league. You know, like we're not. So let's talk about that for a second. I was going to say, let's let's talk about that trade. And, and I want to hear your ideas on it. I don't really mind the trading draft picks. I don't think it's a bad thing, but we had a player in our league. And I don't remember the exact parameters of the trade, Josh, if you want to look them up. That you yeah, can, but I know it was a first and a fifth for two players, a 15th and a 16th. Yeah. Now, if you're trying like to that. win this year, it makes sense to like, if you 
contender and you think that that trade is going to put you over the top to win this year, I could see that. But are you not throwing away next year by removing your first and your fifth round pick? And that, that was the thing. Like, unfortunately, um, our beloved Rome is still a little under the weather and isn't here to defend himself. But I want to question him. I, I have questions because, let's see, it's, it's right here. So he traded away his next year's first and fifth for a seventh, a 16th. Now, granted, he did get Justin Jefferson, and for some reason he wanted James Conner, but that, that's... Oh, it was a seventh and a 16th? Yeah. Okay, for some reason I thought it was two double-digit picks. That's no. good. But, but a seven to 16 and two players, and he gave up his uh, first and fifth next year. And then this also screws up his keepers because he can't keep whoever he got in the first and fifth of this year. Um, because he has no pick in that location. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's like you have really dicked yourself for next. So if you do not win this year, you have severely dicked yourself next year. And since it is season long, so it's only one season and it's a big money league, like the, you know, the grand prize is a pretty, pretty hefty chunk of money. It has me, I have mixed feelings about it. Cause it's like, you, you know, I didn't think about this is that really puts the other person at an advantageous position next year. Yes, and it, depending upon their roster, it might not really hurt them that bad. And then Director Ross is the commissioner of that league, and I made the point to him where I said, "Okay, so the guy that that made the trade with with um, Rome, he actually made another trade, so he has three first round picks next year. So he's so he's going to have three top twelve players. He has seven picks in the top sixty, so he's going to have seven top seven out of the top 60 in theory. So he's going to be at a huge advantage next year. I mean, stuff happens. Injuries happen. So what, 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 I guess what I'm getting at here is we haven't done this before. And I don't even know if a lot of redraft leagues do allow trading picks. So it's, it's kind of a new thing, but where I'm in a position where I'm either, I think my team's all right, but I've been struggling with injuries but like I have Alvin Kamara and DeAndre Swift, I could just offload those to another contender that still has a first round pick. To some, like you have to do that to maintain a chance next year. Yeah. So it's so it's almost like a partial dynasty thing with, without being dynasty, where you could plan for the next year. That's why I said I have very mixed feelings about it because my team is somewhere between okay and bad but due to all the injuries i still have a fighting chance in the league because everyone's getting hurt so it's kind of like that's what i was getting at with my point is i i could throw in the towel now my team's good they've been injured um so that's on paper your team's so good that's it's so sad that it hasn't panned out you know yeah but it's like if i throw in the towel now i can get myself set up for next year and give somebody else a chance to win. So are we just going to end up stacking the top of the league every year? And the stack's just going to change based off who was not good last year. Yeah. So like it just, it just changed the dynamic of the league. So then like, you know, 
so I made the point talking to director Ross. I was like, then why don't we just make the league like a dynasty league? Like, why are we doing redraft then? You know, if we're going to be doing this. Or at least keep a substantial enough number to play of uh, keep a substantial enough number of players where your first pick doesn't impact that drastically. Cause we're sort of ta- we're talking about keepers. So the first round's gone, but dude, the, the second round is still a bunch of studs. You know, yeah, I got Nick maybe Chubb. if you kept four in the fifth round, you start to get into like quarterbacks, tight ends, questionable yeah. players, you know, upside players. Like you're still drafting starters on your team, but you you start to lose that that stud. Like I have three second round picks that's gonna but in a keeper for that's gonna be my first round picks. You know, so it's like it really, I don't know. I'm with you. I don't really. I personally don't really care. But the change is weird. It's hard to get used to. See, that's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't care enough. I just had questions, and then, you know, like I said, th- this league is already so what, tough enough to what questions make changes were they again? as it is. What was that? So, what were the questions that that it mentioned to you? S- same things, well, pretty much. Yeah, it's just kind of like it just because now, like, like so the gentleman that has the three first round picks next year. Like I said, he's he's at like a massive advantage to us because like let's say, like just looking at the first round that just happened, you know, uh, this this couple months ago. So like in theory, next year his draft he could have, you know, Eckler. I don't know, jo- Justin Jefferson and I don't know Nate, uh, some other fucking stud, you know. And you're like, well, fuck, you have three of the top twelve players already right off the bat you know so he is and so it's kind of like i'm like well shit should i my team's probably gonna lose in the playoffs anyway it's like well fuck i should just dump off nick chubb and everyone else for draft picks then you know like what's to stop me from doing that but nothing i think that's the thing you just keep doing it like i just don't like change that's all <laughs> yeah i get you it is weird all right it was weird it was weird we should have Director Ross here tonight so we could ask him about that. Like, the fuck, man? You let this happen. You allowed this, you son of a bitch. Um, all right. Although, like I said, it's just kind of funny to me because next year – see, that's the thing. So if Rome doesn't win the league this year, he is absolutely fucked next year because he's, he's trading away all his picks. I mean, yeah. he still has his two, three, and four, but, you know, he's missing a five – and then I saw him do another trade. So I think he's missing like a six and a seven. So it's like, dude, I don't know what you're doing. Like your team's going to be dog shit next year. But although then, like you said, he'll then trade his next year's picks. Well, and, for players. and the thing is, if you do that, it's worth it because if you get paid in this league, it's like you said, it's a substantial amount of money. So it's, it's yeah, worth it's it to like run the gamut on a risk. You know, it's like gambling, you know? I don't like change. We should just go back to the way things were. Just standard scoring. Yeah, I call collusion. <laughs> let's let's revert back to the very first year when we knew nothing about fantasy football, and we do ten man league, no PPR. Mm-hmm. It was six point touchdown. We were progressive like that, but and no one traded yeah. with anybody. <laughs> All right. Yeah. But enough true. of that. Anyways, let's get into these games. Well, we got. Not a lot of news today, just a couple things I just wanted to Oh, bring yeah, up. I forgot about uh, news. Yeah, Zeke Elliott 
he has been diagnosed with a sprained MCL and expected to miss week eight. So I hope you have Tony Pollard. Um, actually, I read somewhere that his MCL is actually torn, but I haven't been able to track down a, um, what's it called? Like a verified or like a trusted source for the torn well, thing. Well, technically it is. A sprain is a partially That's torn true. ligament, is it not? I guess. I, so yeah, so technically you're correct. Yeah, they got you on technicality, Josh. Although I will say this, the sprained knee though, it is concerning because he's already had knee problems the last like what, three seasons. And now he has another knee problem. And Tony Pollard's. He's a decrepit old man. Yeah. Well, I it just, man, they ran him into the ground. They got, they got their money's worth with Zeke. I will say that. That's what they do with those running backs. Yeah. Uh, Kyron Williams. Uh, rookie running back for the LA Rams. He's been activated to return from the injured reserve. So he now has 21 days to become fully activated. So to me, that speaks more like that Cam Akers is probably going to get traded. Like I heard he's still away from the team. So yeah, Cam Akers, his time in LA is done. Although there's a chance that no one's going to actually give up assets for Akers because the Rams are just going to have to cut him. So people are just, they would have to, right? Like if you, if you're to the point where they like, Hey, don't even come to practice anymore, bro. Why would some other team want to trade? for? Yeah, exactly. Like why would I give you like a fifth round pick next year when you're just going to cut them and I'll just sign them off waivers. And it's not like this guy was just somebody with like a personality complex that was going crazy. Like Antonio Brown, who's actually good. So it's like, you could see a reason why, like he wasn't doing good. And now you you basically kicked him off the team. Doesn't look yeah, so good why, for his future here. Why would you trade assets for that? But like, nah, I'll just see who doesn't claim him on on waivers. And I mean, uh, the only thing they might be hoping for is a team that has a lower priority and waiver might be like, oh, we'll give you a seventh for Acres just so this way they can get him. But you know, yeah, yeah, it could happen if there's like an injury or something. I mean, here's the thing is. There's been injuries, and people are trading for, like, James Robinson. People are bringing, you know, old running backs into camp. Nobody's offering a seventh. They're like, if I'm going to rent a player, I might as well rent one of these old free agents. Well, that's – like, that's the thing. Like, if I was a team that was, like, running back needy, why would I trade for Cam Akers when, you know, Tevin Coleman was cut then re-signed to the practice squad? You know, there's guys out there who can still carry a couple, you know, eight to 12 touches a game for you. You know, so. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Andy Dalton has been named the starter for Week Eight against the Raiders. Uh, you know, it. Jameis Winston just isn't healthy. I, who knows, dude? They might just shut him down for the rest of the year with this broken back. And he's not very good. Not that Dalton's much better, but he is better than Winston. So there's that. Yeah, I'm a Saints fan. I don't know. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, James Conner. It could shut him down. Yeah, James Conner with the rib injury missed the last two weeks. He returned to practice today, so as well as Darrell Williams. So it looks like Eno Benjamin's stay. I mean, don't drop Eno. Hang on to him, but you know, the days are yeah. numbered there. Director Ross tried to trade me Eno Benjamin today. I said, no, sir. Tried to me did you Zach slap Ertz him in his mouth? And Eno Benjamin for Mark Andrews. Ew. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. It's, offens- it's offensive. Uh, Chuba Hubbard. 
uh, one of the running backs for the Carolina Panthers did not practice Wednesday. He did miss the end of the game with an injury, and Donta Foreman took over, so just something to monitor. Mike Williams, wide receiver for the LA Chargers, is expected to miss at least four weeks with, uh, I think it's a knee injury, hamstring. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's just suck. Ankle. Do Mike yeah, Williams high ankle sprain? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, the high ankle sprain. I don't know. There's so many injuries, hard to keep track of all that shit. Uh, Cameron Brait with a neck injury is going to be out week eight against the Ravens. Kate Otten actually ran the second most tight end routes in week seven and caught four for 64. So Cameron Brait might be on your, uh, I, I think he K-Dotten. might be on the, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Kate Otten. Who did I say? You said Cameron Brait again, which makes sense. Yeah, same Wrong guy, guy, basically. Just guy. one's younger. Yeah. yeah. But Kate Otten, um, I think he's just a player to keep an eye on. If you, you know, because this week, by week, you have the Chiefs, so no Kelsey, no uh, Everett. So, Kate Otten might be, you know, worth picking up. Yeah, That's all yeah. I got for news. Nothing. I mean, Robert Quinn was traded, but we don't really talk about DSTs. Uh, Robert Quinn is now on the Eagles. Man, uh, there, someone in one of our dynasty leagues dropped the Eagles. And I picked probably them up. Probably me. So, I, they're the number two defense on the year. If you play defenses, they just add another piece to it. I don't know. I, mean, I dude, I told you Eagles were going to go to the Super Bowl this year. They were my Super Bowl. They pick. could. They so. were, they're looking good. That's all I got for news. Got anything else? I think that was nah. it. Everything else, like everything I else, didn't even is just, look honestly. Neither I, I dude, I barely looked like ten minutes before the show, and you know a little bit earlier today. But that's because like ev- no one practices at this point in time in the sea. Everybody's limited or out for practice. It's, yeah, everyone's hurt. Now. The news. It's either Friday, Saturday, or Sunday that the news comes out. Yeah, those are, those are the big days. All right, let's talk about some football games here real quick. We're going to break down some games for you today. You know how we do. We do half today. We'll do half the next episode. It all just kind of depends on time. I'm sick. My back hurts, and I'm old and cold, and fish is cold too. So let's – uh winter time. Yeah, man. Let's start this off. We got the 4-3 and three Baltimore Ravens. Oh, this is your Thursday night game. The four and three Baltimore Ravens taking on the three and four Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Baltimore is uh actually no Tampa Bay's favorite at minus one and a half. Baltimore, the over under is forty five and a half. I actually think the Ravens win this game because Tampa Bay sucks. Yeah, the Ravens didn't look too hot last week, but I think they'll probably win too. I, I hope so, because I'm a Saints fan. The Saints are only one game out of first place. <laughs> um Rashad Bateman did return from that foot injury and played. So, you know, I think if he's in, he you play him. But my question to you is more because you know who you're going to play for Baltimore. It's Gus Edwards. He clearly looked the best part for running back. I mean, Kenyon Drake's probably droppable. Uh, Justice Hill's droppable. Like Gus Edwards came out 16 for 66 and two touchdowns. Um, are you comfortable? Now, I will say this. Tampa Bay generally has a very good defense, but they surrendered like 200 rushing yards to the Carolina Panthers. So you are you still cool with playing Gus Edwards um, on Thursday? I I am. And a lot of the times I'm in this position where I'm like, hey, I'm playing him. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm forced into it. I'm playing Gus Edwards by choice. Um, yeah. At this, I, I think he's substantially better than Ken. I, you, you, if you listen to the show, you know I fucking hate Kenyon Drake. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, Sure, he has his good games, but like, Last week was an indicator of why I'm not a fan of Kenyon Drake. He's not that what, good. What, 11 carries for five yards? <laughs> yeah. And and he's had other weeks this year where he averaged 
under three yards of carry. Week one, week two, he aver- and then he didn't play for two weeks. Mm-hmm. I think they'll still use him, but I I think they're going to lean heavily on Gus Edwards here. Well, mm-hmm. plus Harbaugh, Harbaugh loves Dobbins and Edwards. So, and when those guys are, like if Dobbins was healthy, you know, it goes Dobbins 1A to Edwards 1B. But now that Dobbins is out, I think Edwards is just the guy with Drake getting mixed in to just keep Edwards from not overexerting himself. But yeah. But if he's if he got 16 touches his first game back, I think that'll be close to where he goes every week. I'll say 15 probably to have 20 touches. Yeah. You know, 15 to 20 and red zone opportunity probably too. Mm-hmm. Um, other side of the ball, Tom Brady, man. I don't know if you could, Baltimore now Baltimore's been a fairly friendly uh fantasy defense but I don't know man Brady just you know he hasn't had, he hasn't had a really good game he's only had one I mean week 4 Kansas City and week 5 against Atlanta every other game's been dog shit so you know are are you comfortable comfortable no but it's tough because it's it's not just that he's Tom Brady. It's also that he's got Mike Evans and, you know, and yeah, Chris Godwin, Fournette and... to check it down to, and Chris Godwin and Julio Jones, who may could be back in a couple of weeks, like probably will last one week. But there's weapons on the offense too, so it's really hard to bench him. Like, I think I would, I would if I could. Hmm. Um, it's just a matter of like. If you get a waiver streamer, some of those guys have just as much floor and way less upside. It's just crazy because Tom Brady threw 5,300 yards and 43 touchdowns last year with these guys, you mm-hmm. know, and, and it's the it, offensive you know, line, man. And that's really what it is. Like, like I'm still fine playing Fournette, Evans, Godwin. And I think if you're thin enough at tight end, I think you can play Kate Otten. It's just Tom Brady's my only question mark for Tampa Bay. You know, granted, you know, Fournette yeah, had tough. a bad game last week. It's a tough spot week. to be in. I got him in our home league, and I, I've started him every week because it's like that or Jared Goff. And everybody, a lot of times people would say, oh, you should have started Jared Goff. Jared Goff hasn't had much better games, and that's like a waiver pickup that you would think of getting to replace Tom Brady. That's kind of what I mean where it's like mm-hmm. shitty Tom Brady is better than shitty Jared Goff. Yeah, I'd rather like, at least a shitty Tom situation Brady. either way. Can throw for five touchdowns. Exactly. All right, moving on. Got your London game across the pond. You got your two and five Denver Broncos with Russell Wilson dancing on the airplane all the way there. And the two and five Jacksonville (laughs) Jaguars over under 39 and a half. Jacksonville favorite at minus two and a half. I actually still think I think Jacksonville wins this game. Jacksonville's been playing. I mean, they're two and five. But overall, I think they've actually been playing pretty good football. And plus, you know, Denver. I don't know. Denver's yeah, Jacksonville really is like a couple pieces away from being being a lot better than they are. And Denver's a catastrophe right now. I think Jacksonville will win too. I really don't think Russell Wilson plays tomorrow, on, on Sunday. I mean, this motherfucker, he was saying that his hamstring's fine. Like he stretched. So it's an eight-hour flight uh, to London. And he said for four hours he was stretching and exercising on the plane. And he's he says he's a full go come Sunday, but gross. Yeah. Even if he does, it's like not really that intriguing. 
Well, it's just tough because this is a it's a good fantasy matchup for the skill players, but you know Melvin Gordon with the neck injury didn't look particularly great last week. Uh, Lat Murray looked slightly bad too. He just happened to fall into the end zone. So I mean, I I think I'm avoiding everybody on Denver. I, I mean, actually Dulcich is interesting to me. You know, back to back weeks with double digit points, and I th- I think you play Sutton just because of the upside. But like I don't know, Jerry Judy. I don't know. Like Jerry Judy is like a flex. I would avoid them all if I could, unless you're like the Mike Williams owner, Keenan Allen owner. They're on by, they're injured and on by. But you know, bye week filler maybe. But they aren't consistent enough to want to play regularly. Yeah. Then other side of the ball, you know, Etn. It's his backfield now. Play Christian Kirk. I think Evan Engram is uh, a weekly play until further just because he's he's been fine for fantasy yeah tight end position i mean he's not the not gonna get you the most but he'll get you a solid tight ends gross all right two and five carolina panthers taking on the three and four atlanta falcons vegas has the over under 41 and a half with atlanta favored at minus four and a half um these are the same carolina panthers that just beat the tampa bay buccaneers but i don't know atlanta finds ways to win i think atlanta actually wins this game but uh, no, that's true. But they also find ways to lose. Uh, this is very, this is very true. The whole division's bad, right? It's, yes, so everybody's bad. I think this this is a coin flip for me. Um, I think Deont- Donta Foreman. I I think he's an interesting play this week because Atlanta's a, a fairly uh friendly running back or uh, fantasy defense. So you know Donta Foreman last week, fifteen carries for one hundred and eighteen yards against Tampa Bay, which is a much better defense and Chuba Hubbard's a little banged up. So I, I don't think I would play Chuba, but I think I could, I could see Donta Foreman having like some flex appeal. So yeah, I agree. And I, and I think you stay hot with DJ Moore. I mean, PJ Walker came in threw at him 10 times. He went seven for 69 and a touchdown is his best game all year. And PJ Walker is the starter again. So I and again, it's a good fantasy matchup. So I think DJ Moore is an okay play as well. Yeah, I like it for the matchup. But PJ Walker was the quarterback against the Rams, and he had seven targets for three receptions and seven yards. So I don't know. I think this is a fine matchup to play him, but I'm not. I'm still not sold on the situation there. And then uh, for Atlanta, honestly, I don't want to play anybody on Atlanta. Period. I just don't. I agree. It's a, it's a good matchup I mean, for if players. You, if you look at them, like Kyle Pitts started strong, or not Kyle Pitts, Drake London started strong and fell off the face of the planet and hasn't came back since. Kyle yeah. Pitts really never got it going at all. The running back area is kind of questionable. Like, it's like, who may sneak into the end zone? And Marcus Mario is not going to throw the ball enough. Well, he threw it 14 times two weeks ago and then 13 times last week. So they're just not throwing the ball. Well, that's, that says something about their offense, too, when they're throwing the ball that few times, and you're like, eh, the running backs are not exciting me. Yeah, well, I mean, and with the implied point total, this isn't going to be a high-scoring affair. So, like, if you can stay away from playing any Atlanta Falcons, I suggest you do it just because, if, if you know, if Mario only throws it 15 times, how does that help anybody? You yeah. need a touchdown. Yeah, so. All right, moving on. Three and four Chicago Bears taking on five and two 
Dallas Cowboys. Vegas has the over under at 42 and a half with Dallas favored at minus nine and a half. And despite Chicago looking pretty good against New England, I think Dallas wins this game. So their defense is their defense is legit. I like their defense. Yeah. Dallas is probably going to win this game pretty handedly. Their defense is good. And I mean, the weird thing is, is that they've lost once. Didn't they? Didn't they like almost lose last week? I know they won, but weren't they doing pretty bad for a while? Or am I thinking of something else? No, they they, they, they beat Detroit pretty well. They okay. They played Detroit. I'm thinking of something else. Then. I don't know what. Now they lost to Philadelphia, and they think they lost to. I don't know. They lose to the Giants. I think they lost to the Giants. They lost to Tampa Bay week one, 19 to three. Oh, there you go. So overall, I mean, they're playing really well. Yeah. No, they crushed Detroit. They have the number one fantasy defense right now. But uh, for fantasy purposes, though, my concern is David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert. Herbert's just looking better. I mean, last, last week against uh it's funny how we say last week the shit was monday that was two days ago <laughs> but still i guess last week <laughs> uh you know cleo herbert 12 for 62 you know five yards of carry and david montgomery 15 for 62 four yards of carry and he got the touchdown but i mean they're cannibalizing each other's upside yeah that's you know and, this is a this is a problem when they're when they're both running good right it's mm-hmm. they take away from one another it's kind of what was James Robinson and ETM were doing at the beginning of this season. So it'd be interesting to see if Montgomery is a candidate to be moved. Um, probably not during the season, but maybe during the offseason. This is another one of those tough matchups because Dallas does a great job of shutting down everybody on the offense. Mm-hmm. And Justin Fields still has some work to do. So <laughs> kind of like Atlanta, I feel like if you have other options, I would look elsewhere than trying to play anybody on the Chicago Bears this week. Because yeah, you could be in for a world of hurt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, For Dallas, you know who you play for Dallas. Would you? Okay, actually, let me say this. Michael Gallup, two targets, total goose egg last week. It's an okay matchup against Chicago. Would you be okay playing Michael Gallup again, or would you look elsewhere? At this point in the season, I think you're at a point where you kind of have to look elsewhere until you see it. Yeah. That being said, like he's coming back from an ACL tear or something like that. And like, yeah. And it's going to like take him time to really get back up to it. So I want to see it first just because you're, you're not at a point, unless you're like seven and no and you want to play Michael Gallup for some reason, then sure. <laughs> but like, you're not at a point in the season where you could, you know, take losses based off this upside. Like you have to be playing, you know, a, a solid game. And I, I think there's two cases you can play him, right? If you're really bad and you're like, fuck it, he might, the other guys I'm going to play aren't any better. Or if mm-hmm. you're really good and you have a bye week and you're using him as a bye week filler. But I'd prefer to wait, honestly. I, yeah, I think he's going right. to come back and be okay eventually, but I just want to see it first. Yeah. And now that Dak is back, looks like Dalton Schultz is healthy and fantasy relevant again. So I think you can go ahead and fire up. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Check, check your waiver wiper. There's a chance that, uh, Schultz was dropped in leagues because he had, he was hurt, had a couple goose eggs. Cause there was actually a league. I'm in so many stupid fucking leagues. I can't remember which one, but I saw Schultz was dropped in a league. So I picked him up and now I'm like, cool, I can play him now. 
So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, so do that. Uh, moving on, four and three Miami Dolphins taking on the one and five Detroit Lions. Vegas has the over under at fifty one and a half, with Miami favorite at minus three and a half. Do my, I like Miami, man? I, I, they're, I mean, they're four and three, but they're a sneaky, sneaky good team. And now that you know two is healthy, that offense looked pretty good. Um, you know, against Pittsburgh, despite you know all the injuries they've had, so. Um, I think you're playing all your Dolphins, except for Gusecki. Would you play Tua? Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't would. think I'd play Tua. Really? Why? Here's Who'd why. You, okay, would you rather play Tua or Tom Brady? I, I think it's a wash. Really? If you go look at Tua, Tua's a quarterback. I know he missed some weeks, so it's a little skewed here, but Tua's a quarterback 23 on the year. But if you go look at his games, he has one – game with 52 points he's not scored more than 20 fantasy points in any other game you know what god damn it you're right like interesting could he score 50 points again probably because all the weapons he has around him but i mean he has nine touchdown passes in five games and six of them came in one game i I, every other game he's thrown touchdowns been one that's a good point. I actually didn't think about that. Yeah. Okay, so fine. Would you rather play Tua against Detroit or Geno Smith against the Giants? Okay, that's a good question. I would rather play Tua. This week is a bad example. I think th- this week Tua probably should have a good week. Um, well, it's against Detroit. So I would like I would like Tua here. But I was just generally speaking, like Tua is actually not putting up the numbers that it – Feels like he should be for fantasy purposes. You know what? At least, actually, I'm looking at Tua's upcoming schedule. If Tua has a good game, trade him immediately, because then he's got Chicago, Cleveland bye week, Houston, San Francisco, Chargers, which is a good matchup. But then Buffalo, and then he ends the year with Green Bay, New England, and the Jets. So, yeah, those are all playoff matchups. Like, right. Depending upon when your when, when your playoff starts, it's going to be either, either 14 to 16 when it starts. And you're going to go through San Francisco, the Rams, Buffalo, Green Bay is not that scary, but good luck making it through Buffalo the week before that. And then new England is notorious for Bill Belichick finds a way. He didn't do it this week, but they're notorious for it. And the Jets have a pretty solid defense too. Yeah. But if you look at, uh, the dolphins played, the Patriots week one and he went 23 of 33 for 270 and a touchdown. So it's not mm-hmm. a great fantasy outing. So, you know what? If, if Tua goes out there and throws for 303 touchdowns, trade him. <laughs> Sell him while he's hot. You know, he's got Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, a lot of, a lot of great fantasy players around him. Trade him, you know, just, yeah. Yeah. But I still like, you know, Mostert's stud. And again, I apologize for, Speaking highly of Chase Edmonds leading into the season, I yeah. did not know what I was. I was a, I was a weak man, and then Mike Mike Gusecki bums me out. Don't play him. I may I don't know. Maybe it's a good matchup, but just I don't know. They're not I using like tight him. end. If you if you feel like anybody's going to be good, who cares? <laughs> like we saw Juwan Johnson get two de- touchdowns the other week. Yeah. You know, like if, if you don't have Kelsey or Andrews, it's kind of like do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. really matter that much because you never did. Um, for Detroit, play your Lions. Dolphins' defense isn't particularly great, so 
And that includes Jared Goff. I think I think Jared Goff has an okay matchup this week. You know, he, he didn't look that great, but last week, you know, Dallas shuts down everybody. He got shut down by New England, but you know, crushed Seattle in terms of fantasy points, crushed Washington, had a decent game with Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think yeah, he played Goff this that. week. Uh, moving on, three and four Arizona Cardinals taking on the five and one Minnesota Vikings. Vegas has the over under at forty eight and a half with Minnesota favorite at minus three and a half. I like the Vikings. They were your Super Bowl pick, I think, and they were you know I don't know they're five and one man they they find a way. They were my they were my surprise pick. I surprised yeah. picked them to be the Super Bowl pick, but yeah, but I'm telling you, me and you are my and your Super Bowl picks looking pretty good so far. It's yeah yeah. Um. For fantasy purposes, if James Conner's in, are you playing him right away? Or are you kind of like, dude, fuck, he missed two weeks. And, you know, rib injuries are tough, man. Because if he gets a tough shot during a game, he's, like, out the rest of the game. So. This is true. He, he is. I'd probably still play him. I mean, the, the. Actually, he's running pretty well. Bigger concern with him is he's just not getting a lot of carries in these games. Even the ones he's played, the most carries he's had in the game is 15. Before he was kind of a more of a bell cow. Um, I like this matchup. I'd play him. I mean, if he's out, would you, would you, you know, if he's out, you play Eno again. But if he's in, oh, yeah, you can't play Eno. Eno's done. No. Uh, love DeAndre Hopkins. Rondale Moore, man. What do you do with Rondale? Like, Rondale Moore, so much potential, but so, so, so wasted. I think you just play D Hop and Ertz, right? Mm-hmm. That's all I would do. Yeah. Then, um, you know, you, you already, you know, what? my sneaky play this week, I love Adam Thielen this week. I think Thielen, you know, the Cardinals defense sucks. I think Thielen scores a touchdown. Yeah, and he's been all right he's, for the year. He's not been what he was last year because he's not getting the touchdowns, but he's been pretty much what you expect. You know, most of the game, he's got three games over 10 points and three games under. If he doesn't have a touchdown, it's kind of what you would expect. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, the two and four Las Vegas Raiders heading uh, down to the Bayou, taking on the New Orleans Saints. They're two and five. Vegas has the over under at forty nine and a half, with the Raiders favored at minus one and a half. And sorry, Fish, I think the Raiders do win this game. I don't. I don't know what's going on with the Saints. <laughs> they suck. They probably <laughs> will. Yeah. Do. You, oh, God. God damn you, Darren Waller. Play. Play with your weak-ass legs. Yeah, and do something when you play, too, please. Yeah. He's had, like, he's had two good games and then just shit. And then he got hurt. So do something mm-hmm. out there, please. Um, for the Saints, you know what's funny? Alvin Kamara, like, this is just how goddamn good he is at football. He's running back 25. He's missed two games, and he has zero touchdowns on the year. But he's still the running back 25. If he has scored a couple touchdowns this year... You know, he'd be like the running back, like 12 or 14, but he hasn't scored. But I, I think with Dalton being named the starter again, I think that's great for Kamara. Yeah, I think Kamara, I mean, he's still good old Kamara, right? He started the year a little slow, but he's had fit over 14 points the last three weeks. I think you're good to go. Are you staying in those hot flames with uh, Juwan Johnson? Are you going to fly him out there again and hope for the best? Yeah, I'll say the same thing I did last time. It's tight end. Start whoever the fuck you feel comfortable with. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, moving on. That's some good advice. Do whatever the fuck you want. I don't fucking know. It's tight. Well, end. at this point, that position, like that position, has always been gross. But there's, there's, 
it seems in the past that there's always been a couple players who solidified a nice floor and then has a little bit of upside. Like, but now it's really just so hit and miss. Like even Mark Andrews had a crappy game, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and you know Andrews banged up and. How many different tight ends have we talked about that? Like, oh, this guy's did pretty good this week, and then you never, we haven't heard from him since. It's true. Tight end sucks. I, you know what? Our since our league is so, uh, we should start petitioning now. And I know Director Ross is on board with it. There is no tight end position slot next year. It's either you can play another wide receiver or a tight end. So this way, you're not obligated to draft a tight end, and you don't have to play one. Yeah, I like it. I do too. All right, three and four, New England. Patriots taking on the five and two New York Jets. Vegas has the over under at 40 and a half with the New England favorite at minus two and a half. But I'll take the Jets, man. I don't know. There's something special about them this year. They're got a great defense. And I do like that they were aggressive with trading for James Robinson's. They're not letting the Breeze Hall injury like derail the train. They're like, nah, fuck it. Let's keep plugging along, man. Let's keep going for it. Yep, for sure. Um, Bill Belichick will not name who the starter is for week eight. They won't, he won't c- confirm or deny if it's Mac Jones or Zap Brannigan. Probably because they're trying to find it out if they can get somebody else to start. They're trying to see if they can trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. They want him back. <laughs> but with that being said, I love Stevenson. Jacoby Myers is a pretty, you know, it's funny. Jacoby Myers, man, two catches, 34 yards and a touchdown, but I don't know. Actually, fuck, maybe you – I don't know. Jets have a good defense. Maybe you can't – just play Stevenson. That would be, like, the only player I'm, like, totally cool with playing. Yeah, I agree. Myers is, like, okay if you need he's to. He's, like, a flex might be wide right. receiver. Like, if you, yeah, if you play three receivers and he's your third or I mean, he scored. Flex, that's fine. He scored eight points or more every week, so it's not terrible. Yeah. It's just you'd probably rather have something else. Yeah. Other side of the ball – um, Michael Carter actually filled in pretty okay for the Breeze Hall injury. 13 carries for 29 yards, two catches for 45 yards. But he's he's presumed to be the starter because I actually read a thing uh, before the show that James Robinson, he's not on the injury report, so he's healthy, but they're going to take it slow with his integration into the offense. So I, I expect this to be the Michael Carter with uh, sprinkling some Ty Johnson and, you know, maybe they'll give James Robinson, like, like maybe he's like the red zone guy. Cause it's like, Hey, you're just going to run through the a gap. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think Carter, I think you play Carter this week. I think it, I would play Carter this week. Probably too. I'd be hesitant to say he ran the ball well, but he's ran the ball well in the past. Um, so really in this situation that the jets are in is it's, New England, then Buffalo, then a bye week, then New England again. After that is when I would start, depending upon how they do those three games, right? I'd expect them to maybe go one and two, win, beat New England once, maybe lose once, and then lose to Buffalo. And they're, if they're still in like a hunt there, I really think James Robinson would get fired up after that. Yeah, yeah. Give him a month to learn, to, learn their uh, playbook and everything and – the Jets are weird because, like, I feel like you should roster their wide receivers, but you can't play them. Like, I just they're they're weird like that. Yeah, well, Zach Wilson really took away from these wide receivers. They were better with Joe Flacco. They were, yeah, 
And then they got all the drama going with Elijah Moore, which makes like just added drama. Or they get, they got an extra target Elijah Moore now and take uh, opportunity away from the other guys. They probably won't, but oh, well, Corey Davis is a little banged up too, so who knows? Mm-hmm. It's pretty gross. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think you can play Michael Carter for the Jets, and I don't know. Don't touch anybody else. Yeah, I'd agree. Um. Let's do one more game. Nah, you know what? Nah, we'll we'll leave you guys there. This is a good spot. We're about 50 minutes. So we're going to cover the Pittsburgh-Philadelphia game next episode. Then we're going to cover the afternoon and Monday night game next episode. Keep you guys waiting. Yeah. I'm sick. You know, I want to shower and go to bed. (laughs) Fucking tired. Yeah, I don't feel good. Um, Yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening, guys. We appreciate the love and the support. Get us on social media at Filthy F Ball Shows, the show Twitter. Get Fish at F Football Fish. Get Big Rome at Big Rome FFF. Uh, Instagram, Filthy Fantasy Football Show. And send in your questions to our email inbox at Filthy Fantasy Football Show at gmail.com. And again, thank you so much. I love you. Take Sudafin. King Josh, Josh the King. Fantasy Fish, on behalf of Big Rome, have a good one, y'all.